Hey everyone, this is the His Providence Church Outreach Podcast, and my name is Daniel Bourget. For, for those of you that may not know me, I have the honor and the privilege and the blessing to be one of the pastors here at His Providence Church, and I'm also able to oversee and lead His Prison Ministry. And so today we are going to be really taking a dive in to let everyone know what His Prison Ministry is what we do in the prisons, but I want to start off with saying how his prison ministry was birthed, the vision of it, how it came to fruition. And so for those of you that don't know my testimony, I'm going to try to just give this in a nutshell um, right now. So I was incarcerated. I was sentenced to serve seven and a half years. Obviously, this is B.C., Before Christ, before I was saved, I was living a different life. Mm. To just say it in a nutshell, I was lost, I was broken, I was hurt, and those things spilled over into my adult life from my past, and I ended up in prison because I was living a criminal lifestyle, but God, Mm -hmm. but the Lord is faithful, and he's good. And he's providential and he's sovereign to his children. And he radically, transformationally came into my life. Before, right before I got incarcerated, I was out on bail and I was searching and I was seeking the Lord and God and, and I was going to church and I accepted salvation. I accepted the free gift of eternal salvation through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I made the decision to be baptized right before I had to be sentenced to go to prison for seven and a half years. But the good news is that I didn't serve seven and a half years. I did three years and I made first shot parole. But while I was incarcerated during those three years is how and where and when his prison ministry was birthed. It was forged through fire. It was baptized through prayer. All while sitting in a prison cell. The first year the Lord spoke to me while I was in his word. While I was on my knees and on my face in prayer, and while I was worshiping and praising him, even in the storm and even in the waiting of being incarcerated, he spoke to me through a vision and dream and told me that one day I was going to become a pastor. One day I was going to start a prison ministry and go back into the same exact prison where I was incarcerated, that I was going to work with juvenile offenders, go into the inner cities and work with gang members go into juvenile lockup facilities and further the gospel of Jesus Christ and advance the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And now fast forward nine and a half years, 10 years later, all of those things have manifested themselves through the power, the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. Today, I am a pastor at his Providence Church. Today, I do oversee and shepherd over his prison ministry. I work with another organization, Straight Ahead Ministries, where we go into juvenile lockup facilities and we work with the young juvenile offenders in the institutions and back in the community. Same thing with his prison ministry. We go into the House of Corrections and we work with them upon reentry back into the community. And so the Lord is good. He is faithful. And his grace and mercy is new each and every day for his children that are willing to step out in bold faith and bold obedience and follow the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so I just wanted to kind of set the stage and the tone for the the 
his prison ministry and how it was birthed and how the vision was created and how it was forged and formed and how we're here today, why we're here on the His Providence Church Outreach Podcast talking about prison ministry here in New England. And today, I also have the honor and the privilege and the blessing to introduce my brother from another mother, (laughs) my big brother, Stephen Salvatore. Steve Salvatore is an elder here at the church, and he also walks alongside me as I walk alongside him in serving and his prison ministry and all of the outreach ministries that we have at the church, the Evangelistic Street Ministry, um, School of the Spirit, the Heart of Evangelism. The Lord has really yoked Stephen and I together um, to continue to walk alongside and serve and love and lead to the least of these. And so I want to turn it over right now to Steve Salvatore so he can share his experiences on going into the Rhode Island Department of Corrections and being a part of his prison ministry. All right. It's a blessing to be here. And it's been a real, uh, one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm going into the prison. Um, Jesus said I was in prison and you came to see me. So, um, First and foremost, um, we tell them when we go in, uh, so I, I go in uh, Wednesday nights and we do um, different curriculums. One's a parenting about being dads. Um, there's other ones on addictions and grief and anger issues, but it's a Christian curriculum. And um, basically we tell them we're there uh, because the Lord has, the Lord sent us to them. He's sending us to tell them that He loves them, that He's inviting them to become His sons, and into a relationship with them. And um, what's really interesting, we'll have anywhere from eight, ten, twelve, fourteen guys every week for an hour and a half. Um, it goes for twelve weeks, and so they know it's Christian, but um, it's uh, they got an hour and a half. Then we, uh, to be honest with you, you, we throw everything we can at them about the Lord. And it's always interesting. The first week, you know, they come in and they're the tough guys and they got the walls up. Second week, always the same process. They start softening. And then we open their hearts to them. You just, we share to them um, who we are and what God, how Jesus rescued us and saved us and that we were in our own prisons and our own souls, our own lives. But, um, and after a few weeks, they start seeing that we really believe what we're saying. They may not know if they believe it, but they respect that we believe it. And that in itself um, gives them some hope. So it's been incredible. Um, We've seen um, some of the guys come to the Lord by the 12th week. And if that's not the case, there's a lot of seeds that are planted. And so we're not just harvesters, we're seed planters. Mm. Um, So that's how I look at it. Um, But I think we've been doing it for about a year and a half. And um, these guys, by the last class, they, when they're leaving the class on a Wednesday night, um, almost all of them come over and they give you a hug and they thank you. They just they just respect. They're lost. They're hurting. They know that they're broken. They know the the, the excuses are out the window. Um, some may have some excuses, but by the time I'm done with them, they ain't making no excuses anymore. <laughs> Amen. Uh, no, but just the, the the message of love. The message that somebody cares about them. So again, just going in there as an ambassador of Christ to say God cares about you, and, and and sharing the message that there's more joy in heaven over one that repents and 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 turns to God 
than the 99 that are already there. So um, it's actually one of the easiest things I've ever done, personally. I mean, as far as just go and share God's heart for them um, every Wednesday night. And um, me and I go in there with another um, another member of the prison ministry, John, John Brunskill, and there's not one Wednesday night that we haven't walked out of there, looked at each other, and smiled. And oh, sometimes we don't know what to say because the Holy Spirit showed up. Praise the and Lord. And his love, it's his love touching them. And you start feeling how Jesus feels for them. And um, we get blessed because you start knowing Jesus more, knowing how he goes after the hurting, the lost, the outcast, and all of that. Um, so uh, that, that's been a tremendous, tremendous Amen. blessing and honor. Amen, Steve. Thank you, brother, for yeah. your, just your, your dedication, your devotion. Um, in your service to his prison ministry, and most importantly, to the Lord mm -hmm. and to the kingdom of heaven here on earth, mm -hmm. um, to the least of these, yes. to the prisoner, that's right. You know, to mm -hmm. the addict, right. to the homeless, mm -hmm. to the lost, to the brokenhearted, mm -hmm. um, because that's close to Jesus's heart. Yes. That's just yes. as close to the Lord's heart as his church and his body that's and right. his bride is. That's right. And that's um, right. so yes. thank you, brother. Amen. I do want to share with everyone um, that, his prison ministry, when we actually casted his prison ministry and launched it and the vision here at his Providence Church, it was actually done in 2020. And I think everyone knows the year of 2020, mm -hmm. there was a lot of difficult times, hard times with COVID and restrictions and lockdowns and shutdowns of organizations and institutions and the government and the state. And so nobody was getting into a prison, but we continued to meet and pray every single Tuesday night. This ministry was baptized in prayer. Yes, We seek the Lord. We seeked our hearts and we said, Lord, open doors that no man can, that no man can um, open or shut. Father God, or shut the doors that no man can open or shut, Father God. It's your will, your ways, and your timing, Father God. And we are here in full surrender and submission to follow you, Father God. And so I share that to say how important prayer is in anything that you do for the Lord. It should be done at the altar. There should be an altar before there's ever a temple or a building. There should be an altar before there's ever a ministry. And so that is the heartbeat of his prison ministry. And we still meet on Tuesday nights. Every Tuesday night at his Providence Church from 6 to 7 o'clock, the ministry meets and we share um, testimonies of what's happening in the prison, testimonies of what's happening with the men and women that are coming out of prison. We share a devotional or a word. We fellowship together. And most importantly, we pray together. Amen. We pray for the incarcerated individuals, the men and women, for their children, for their their families and for prison ministry here in Providence and New Bedford and South Coast Massachusetts and New England and abroad, we come together and we pray and we lay an altar down before the Lord on what He wants to do. There's also um, some some of our women that go into the women's prison yes. also every week, and and they're doing exactly the same thing. They're sharing the gospel. They come back with um, really hot moving 
heartwarming testimonies of these women that are very broken, just like the men. Yep, we go into, so what Steve is telling, saying is that we have, we're in the women's facility, we have a team of women that go into the Rhode Island Department of Corrections women's facility. We are, we're in maximum security prison on a Friday night, which we're going to elaborate and yeah. talk more about that. Um, we're in minimum security, which that's where Steve goes and he teaches the faith-based biblical curriculums. Um, we're also in medium security. I personally go into medium security on Sunday mornings and help facilitate the church services with Pastor Tony Mancuso, who is the chaplain over medium and minimum security at the Rhode Island Department of Corrections. There's also the Intake Service Center, where um, we have people that go in there and do evangelistic services, excuse me, and Pastor Tony Mancuso is one of them. And Pastor Tony Mancuso, he partners with his prison ministry because he has Hope in Jesus ministry. And so it's a partnership because that's the kingdom of heaven. It's to partner with other churches. It's to partner with other ministries and other organizations. We're not here to build a brand. We are here to build the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And so it really does blow my mind that what the Lord is doing with his prison ministry, we're in every single facility in the Rhode Island Department of Corrections, and we're about to break into the Mass DOC and BCSO, which is which is Bristol County Sheriff's Office, which is um, Dartmouth House of Corrections, Ash Street Prison. And so these are all things that are in the working and in the making for his prison ministry. And they just, it's been a blessing. It's been such a blessing and an honor. And so for me personally, like I said, I also go into maximum security on Friday nights with Steve Salvatore and actually another pastor, Pastor James Toonspeed. Um, His church is the Church of God. It's in South Providence, Rhode Island. He's been going in to maximum security prison every Friday night for 28 years. And the Lord um, orchestrated that relationship for his prison ministry to meet Pastor James. And once we met, we hit it off. And I've been going into maximum security with Steve Salvatore now on Friday nights for probably about two months, maybe two and a half months. And what the Lord is doing in maximum security prison in Rhode Island is just blows my mind. There are only two words that I can say. And if you know me, (laughs) you know these two words are dear to my heart. But But God. God. Genesis 50, 20, the story in the life of Joseph for what the enemy intended evil against Joseph's life, against my life, against Steve's life, and against your lives. Hmm. But God intends to use it for good, good to accomplish what is now being done, which is the saving of many lives. Genesis 50, 20 is the scripture that birthed his prison ministry. Mm -hmm. It's the backbone, it's the foundation of this ministry because what the enemy has intended evil against us and to harm us, God wants to take that through our free will and our surrender and turn all things around for good for those that are willing to accept salvation and follow sanctification. So he not only changes and transform and saves and rescues our lives, but through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies, he will save other 
lives. And that's what he's doing in the prisons. We're seeing salvations happen every single Friday night, every single Sunday morning in the church services, in the in the curriculums, in the Bible studies. Salvation is happening. Restoration and transformation is happening from the inside out in the men and the women that are incarcerated. Yeah, yeah. And and the Friday night's been incredible. There's been at least thirty, thirty something guys coming in. It's a it's a worship. It's a church service, and a lot of these guys are saved. And what's happening? And they're bringing other guys in on Friday night, so the numbers are that aren't saved. That aren't saved. So we've seen salvation. This is maximum security. But you know, it doesn't matter if you're lost. You're lost. What the sin was to God is you know until until the new birth happens. And there's a hunger, and these guys are in maximum sort of doing life 20, 30 years, you know, just all of the tough guys, you know. To the Lord, it's a lost soul. So we go in there, and and their hearts are just open. The Holy Spirit's doing something. We said Jesus is speaking to their hearts personally. Um, there's a worship time. You can't have instruments in maximum. So everybody's just singing a bunch of guys at the top of their lungs. Um, everybody gets in a giant circle, and everybody prays. Everybody prays. Locks Even the quick prayer. Everybody locks hands. And I'm telling you, I've been in, in, in 46 years of walking with the Lord. I've been in some anointed, incredible Sunday morning church services. The presence of God is just as strong on a Friday night at maximum security in Cranston, Rhode Island. Hallelujah. The glory of God, I'm telling you. Um, because God goes after the lost. So and it's harvest time. The harvest is ripe. Jesus said the harvest is ripe. Send the laborers in. So we're on it that we're going in to the field and just bringing our sheaves with us and bringing in the harvest for Jesus. It's ripe. It's ripe. So um, incredible. I could go on and on, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> Amen. It really is. And, and I do want to thank Daniel because his faithfulness in the Lord to turn to the Lord, you know, before going to prison and doing this time and just walking with the Lord these years and trusting God and laboring and believing God, believing that God was going to open a door. I mean, he shouldn't be able to go into the prison he was incarcerated in, but God. I mean, we, we walk in there, he'll look to one side and say, that's where I was as we go in the prison. So that's what Jesus can do. Jesus can do. That's that's the goodness, mercy. But And it's not about us. It's God wants more of his children to come in. The sons and daughters of God, he's calling them in, into his family. Amen. And the fact that we get a chance to be a part of that is incredible. It's One an honor. The, it's an honor. One yeah. of the biggest honors of my life. It is. It is. But Same. God. But <laughs> well, you're going to hear a lot of a lot of saying, but God, because that is. It's true. That's just true. It's the truth. He's, he's, the truth. He comes through. When we don't think there's a way, when it doesn't look like there's a way, when there doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's a way, there's always a way because he is the way, the truth, the truth and the, and the life. life. And um, I want to elaborate a little bit more on. You've heard how his prison ministry was birthed, how it started. You heard what we're doing right now in the Rhode Island Department of Corrections. Um, and now I also want to cast some vision for where his prison ministry is going, what we believe, not just me, but even the, the whole team believes where we're going. And it's a full-blown re-entry program, full-blown re-entry program. I mean, housing these men and these women, they need, they need housing when they come out, reentry housing. They need education. They need workforce development. They need financial literacy. 
They need Bible study. They need a church, a community, a body, a home to come around them and give wraparound care from the Lord Jesus Christ. And because, listen, being in prison is very difficult. I was in prison. It's not easy, especially when you have loved ones and children or a wife or family. Even if you have no one, it's not easy being in prison. So hear my heart in this. But coming home, coming home is where the rubber meets the road. That's the challenge, the difficulties, the responsibilities that come with a, a convicted felon, whether, whether female or male, that is coming back home into society, into the community, and looking for work as a convicted felon that that's, has to put food on the table to pay rent, um, that has children, that has a spouse, or that has nobody, that has nobody. These are the challenges that the incarcerated individuals are facing. And the recidivism rate here in New England and even statistically nationally will actually make you get sick to your stomach if you were to look at them. Because 80 to 90% of men and women that get released back into the community within the first year or two go back into prison. But I, there's a statistical rate that I looked up and I don't have it in front of me. So I apologize for that, but I am going to be bold enough to share it. Even I don't have the percentile and the number. And it says that I believe 80 or something percent of men and women that leave prison and do not enter into a church family or body or community with wraparound care and services provided to them. They recidivate and go back to prison. But the 80% or so of the men and women that get out of prison and they have a church home, they have a church family, a body, a community to go to, uh, housing, um, you know, just help, support. 80 to 90% of those men and women do not go back to prison. And not only do they not go back to prison, but their marriages flourish and prosper. Their families stay together. That is a statistical fact. You can look that up. That's a, that's a national fact. So that's powerful when you see the church's role, what the church's role is in incarceration. And how we need to take back what the enemy has stolen from the church. We need to take back. We need to come alongside and, and, and stop moving forward in government and state and, and as church and as ministry going into the prisons. Listen, I'm not here to judge other churches, okay, or other pastors or other leaders. But the reality is not every single church has a prison ministry. Think about that. That is going in and loving and serving and leading the incarcerated. Jesus says in Matthew 25, this is like a, this is like a command. This isn't think about it. Think about it for a little bit. If it suits your lifestyle, if it suits your, your, your time and your work set schedule, then yeah, think about it. Now, listen to me. Of course, if you got children and you have families and you're working, yes, you have to be a good steward over what God provided you and use discernment and get wise counsel. But Jesus is stating what you have not done for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, then you have not done for me. Ouch. <laughs> 
as believers, as Christians, as humans, we should really take a time of reflection and think about what Jesus is really saying in Matthew 25, because the incarcerated individuals are very close, near and dear to the Lord's heart. Amen. 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 Yeah. And yeah. Well, again, more, more joy of a one in heaven than the 99. So the 99, we're all set, kind of. I mean, we got it. We gotta, we're yeah. in the camp, That's we're in right. the family. So it's just whether it's a prison, on the streets, vis- outreaching the hospitals, or you know, it, it, even, even being in prayer, being in mm-hmm. prayer, um, because prayer is what opened the doors for us. So um, just encouraging people, again, what I keep sensing, Lord saying, the harvest is ripe, the laborers are few, but pray for the laborers. Mm-hmm. So we're praying for laborers. Amen. We are. We are praying for laborers. And and I'm going to touch base on that as we close up in about five minutes or so. But I do want to share this with you. So every year, his prison ministry does a, a Christmas wish list outreach with the Rhode Island Department of Corrections. And what that means is that there's a selected group of fathers and mothers that participate in a parenting program at the Rhode Island Department of Corrections. And then Every mother or father, they have to have a child to be in that program. And when the holiday season comes around, their children, the children of the incarcerated individuals at the Rhode Island Department of Corrections, their children make a wish list of gifts that they want. And so then the Rhode Island Department of Corrections reaches out to the organizations and the institutions that they partner with, and his prison ministry being a big one. We step in the gap every single year and we sponsor 300 children, 200 children, 160 children, whatever it may be. I believe this year it's 160 children that we are, his prison ministry is sponsoring. And so I am putting a call out right now on the His Providence Church Outreach Podcast. If there's anyone out there that has a heart or a burden a passion or a purpose to want to be a part of this outreach and donate to it because we have to raise funds every year. We have to raise funds um, so we can go out and we can purchase these Christmas gifts for these children. We try to meet everything on their wish list to the best of our capabilities that we can within a budget that we have. Um, But we know the Lord owns cattle on a thousand hills and his people, and it's all his money. And so we're putting it out there to everyone. If it's on your heart to give to this Christmas outreach for the children of the incarcerated individuals, you can personally contact me at daniel at hpc.church. That is my my church email, daniel at hpc.church. The only thing is that the donations and the purchasing of the gifts for the Rhode Island Department of Corrections, we have to have the gifts at the ACI, at the prison, by December 5th. So it's kind of crunch time, but the Lord placed it on my heart to put it out there. But there's another Christmas outreach that we're also doing, and it's the Houston House. The Houston House is a federal re-entry halfway house in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. This isn't, this isn't Rhode Island Department of Corrections. That's a state prison. This is federal prisoners that come out of federal prison all over the country, and they come to reentry houses. And they live in those reentry houses, those halfway houses, for six months or so before then 
They're out on their own to fend for themselves. And so his prison ministry has forged and formed a relationship with the director um, and the Houston house. And for the last few years, We've been also putting a Christmas wish list together for the men and the women that live at the Houston house that have children. And so that outreach and those Christmas wish list, wish list gifts, we can deliver those a little later in December. They don't have to be delivered to the Houston house in Pawtucket, Rhode Island until, you know, the middle or a week before Christmas. And so we need to also raise funds for that. So we can go out and we can purchase the gifts on the wish list for the incarcerated children. Well, not incarcerated. They're, they're federal prisoners that are still technically under probation and parole from the federal government living in a halfway house. And their children are living with other family members or some are in foster care, but they're in contact. They're able to still have contact with their children. And so his prison ministry really has a heart and a desire to come along these the incarcerated population and the reentry population. So if anybody has that passion, that desire, that purpose, or that burden to give to this ministry for the children at Christmas time, you can reach out to me personally on my email at daniel at hpc.church. Steve, do you have anything else to share maybe about minimum security, maximum security, or just in general, his prison ministry before we, before we close out? I, I, I keep saying the same thing because it, the Lord, it's harvest time and there's, there's doors opening. It's, and Jesus tied in actually his return. We don't hear this talked about too much, but his return that the gospel would be preached to every, to the, throughout the earth, that he would come back once the number of his family was complete. So we're all having a role in hastening the day of the Lord, mm. which I'm looking forward to at 70 years old, although I'm, I'm thrilled that God never gets done with us. He gives us, he, he restores us, renews us, and just revives us. And so um, it doesn't matter who you are, it's just, Lord, send me, mm. right? Whom shall I send? Whom shall we send? And send who me, will go for us? And who will go for us? So it doesn't matter. He, he'll send you where he knows you're, he's given you the gifting, the ability to do work for his kingdom, mm. to bring the harvest in. We're all, we're all to be laborers in, in, in our field, mm. the field that God's given us. Amen. So um, that's about it all for right. the moment. All right. Now but God. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you're going to hear that. And so we're going to close out um, the His Providence Church Outreach Podcast on this uh, episode of His Prison Ministry. And I do want to just end again, with letting everyone know, if you're interested in knowing more about his prison ministry and our mission, because our mission is, yeah, we are based, this is our home base. Uh, his Providence Church is an apostolic hub that the Lord has anointed here in New England. So this is home base, but his prison ministry's heart and desire is to reach out to other churches, other pastors, other leaders, other organizations, and to lock arms and partner for prison ministry here in New England. And so if there's anyone out there that's listening that has the desire and the heart to be a part of his prison ministry, reach out to me, please. Reach out to me again on my personal church email. It's daniel at hpc.church. And I want to close out with this scripture once again. Genesis fifty twenty. For you intended to harm me. But God 
intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, which is the saving of many lives. Amen. 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 Father God, Lord Jesus, Lord, we close out and we baptize this podcast in prayer, Father God. We baptize, Lord, the kingdom of heaven here on earth in prayer, Lord. We baptize his prison ministry and every other prison ministry in New England and abroad in prayer, Father God, Lord, that you are calling You are calling men and women to the harvest field, Father God. You are calling men and women to answer the call of God on their lives, to reach out to the least of these, to minister, to serve, to lead, and to love on the inmate, on the incarcerated mother or father, man or woman, the families and the children that have been affected through the incarceration, Father God. You are calling to heal restore and transform these families back to life through the inside out of the gospel of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we are honored, we are privileged, we are blessed to be a part of his prison ministry, to be a part of the kingdom of heaven here on earth and what you're doing, Lord. And so, Father, we say, let and allow your will your ways, and your perfect, beautiful timing be done Mm -hmm. in us, through us, and for us on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, Amen, everyone. Stay tuned to the next episode. We love you all. God bless. Mm -hmm.